Hello and welcome everyone to episode 14 of the VGC Trainer School podcast where we focus on the competitive side of Pokemon. Whether you are a ladder scholar or newcomer to VGC, we will help you learn. Class is in session. I'm Jake and I'm joined today by Spicer and Tony. Thank you both very much for coming back on. I was enjoy you guys as a pair it's always a good time so we'll start off with you spicer what's going on what's new with pokemon for you oh not much kind of prepping for regulation c the uspa league just ended uh we didn't make playoffs for the masqueraders the nevada masqueraders but it was a lot of fun looking forward to next season which unfortunately is not till January, so I'm going to be looking out for other sort of leagues and things I can do. But I'll also have uh, just more time to play ladder, I guess. But that's pretty much what I was doing anyway. Doing the locals still; those are fun. We had like barely anybody turn out to the last one. It's just like random. Like sometimes there's a handful, and sometimes there's a dozen. Uh, but we had like five people last time, but I still won. So at least I'm not losing to them. Hey, congrats. That's cool. And you did it without a Paradox team, right? Yeah, no shame. The Jennings servers were not online. So I just used some stuff I had in my boxes. And I used like a Series uh, series 1 team with like Murkrow and Garchomp and Hydreigon and stuff. And Disquake things. And it just worked out. I just know that the locals that are my place, they do a lot of hard trick rooms. So I just had like Telepathy, Gardevoir with imprisoned trick room on my team and everything was pretty much coasting from there as long as i predicted when to tear the guard of war or not to make sure i got the imprison off or went undefeated i didn't lose a single match in any of the sets so that's cool yeah so if you're in vegas like come out dude please help me like just beat me (laughs) well that's really cool and that's that's also kind of fun you kind of touched on something there that i've mentioned before but it's like when you do have these local scenes or maybe like one or a few people that you battle with on a more regular basis, you develop a meta within the meta. And so yeah. like you going in, you're like, I know I need to stop trick room and that seemed to work out really well. So that's, that's cool. And I'm, uh, you know, of course, happy for you. Congrats. You won, uh, made some money on it. So I think that makes you a pro VGC player. Oh my God. I am a pro. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I won 50 bucks. I'm just going to got my rent paid for my cardboard box. So I'm good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, cool. Uh, thank you very much for coming back on. And of course, Tony, what's up, man? What's new with you? What's going on? What's going on, man? Um, not much. Uh, I found a local. I didn't get a go yet, but I found one. Other than that, though, I've been... What's it called? What's it called? Something C? Regulation C? I still Regulation. think that's a weird That's so weird. We could... T- you know, we're probably not going to talk about it, but I just want you to know that that's fucking weird. Yeah, Regulation. it kind of sounds like the government came in and they're enforcing a dress code or no or a curfew and they're calling right. it Regulation C. Stay inside. Stay inside. I mean, you know that she is going to come after you. Um, I'm scared. But other than that, uh, Spicer, you sound very cocky. I just want you to know and I'm going to go to Vegas and destroy you. Um Please. I won't. I lied. That's a lot of gas. Fifty dollars for a cardboard box. <laughs> I wish I could pay that. Yeah, in California, that's like a five hundred dollar cardboard box. Right? Not even next to anything. But uh, other than that, I, I haven't been 
doing too much. I've been looking into regulation C. I'm really excited for it. Uh, early in the preseasons, you know, I was I was really, really hyped to bring Ting Lu out. And then it's kind of interesting to see how much the team that we that we created at that time is not working. But yeah, other than that, that's about it. Very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly hope you're able to go to some of those locals. From what you were saying to me, it seems like it's not as local as maybe you'd want it to be. Or it's a little bit further away, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I, it's it's more of like a, you know, in San Diego, it's like you got North County. So it's like more South County and it's like on the opposite side of the town and it's like yeah. an hour and an hour away. And uh, it's in a mall. So that's kind of interesting. Um, there was a Hello Kitty truck. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, hopefully you are able to get out there for, you know, a few here and there as, as it makes sense, you know, but um, yeah, I think regulation C is going to be really interesting for sure. I, I've actually seen, I don't know about you guys, but I've seen some sort of mixed opinions on it thus far, which we're going to be talking about later, but that's kind of what I've been sinking my teeth in, into a little bit here. But I think the big thing though, and it's kind of been started recently is uh, I kind of want to check out the Paldea prologue, the, the new tournament that's going to be happening this weekend we'll talk about it a little bit later on but i'm not usually a restricted legendary kind of guy but it's been fun to use my uh, a little bit here and there what a sellout i know i know but it's like when you, when else are you going to get to use an electric terrain without tapu coco you know in probably a year from now uh but no uh well like i said thanks so much guys for coming back on we do have a little bit to, to talk about today, so let's just run through the agenda. We have some news to talk about, and then for the topic today, I wanted to cover Perth regionals. For those that didn't know, they actually had a regional over the weekend, and not a super large tournament. There were 113 Masters players and you know seven rounds of Swiss and then top cut, of course. But because of the fact that it wasn't streamed on either the you know, Victory Road or on the official Pokemon stream or anything like that. No one really got to watch any of the matches. So it's going to be kind of interesting to walk through some of the the teams and whatnot. So I want to look at those teams and kind of theorize what we think will have an impact on changing the meta moving forward, because we still do have at least two more events that are going to be happening within Regulation B or Series 2 with Vancouver regionals this coming weekend and Charlotte. So I don't know. I think there might be something there just to, to look into before we jump full, full force into regulation C. But with that being said, um, that just brings us into the news. I'll take this first one here. Cause it's kind of what I was just talking about. The first online tournament for Scarlet and Violet is happening this weekend. It's called the Paldea prologue. So if you're interested Check it out. Signups are done, need to be done before March 9th. Battles start on the 10th and then run through the weekend. You can only use one of either Coridon or Miraidon on your team. You can use the Ruinous Legends, the, the Dark Four Quartet. You cannot use Iron Leaves nor Walking Wake or any of the non-Paldea decks Pokemon like Wagsire, Berserker, Charizard, what have you. Well, Sad. you guys be playing at all this weekend um i'm probably gonna take the team that you make because i feel like you're putting in some good effort and you know i'm gonna count on you completely 
and just use that team. Nice. That's a good way to do it. Cause then if you do well, it's like, that's your skill piloting a team. But if you don't yeah. do well, it's like, Jake, what, what's going on here? You get it. <laughs> it's cool because it's like, it, it kind of feels like the future of like what's to come. Like you're going to see a lot of karate on them, ride on, I'm sure. Right. But I also work, so I can't, but there I'm going to be counting on you. You have to win. I mean, you don't win anything, but you no have shot. To win. I'm going to win anything, but I'm more so just doing it to see what people are cooking up for. Like you said, Spicer, what could be, you know, within a year from now, or even, I don't know, depending on how some of the regulations shake out, that could be the world's format. Who knows? I mean, people keep saying that there's no nothing for doing it, but when has there ever been anything for doing anything in Pokemon? Like, oh, the shiny, the shiny legends. When they when they put those as like the entrance reward, like that's how you got all the shiny tapu coat, like there's all the shiny tapus or the shiny oh, gallery cards. Those were that was the be- that's the best reward they were getting. Okay, just kidding. You're right. That was like a huge boon, like something to do. But uh, when it's like a hundred well, LP or something, that's ridiculous. Right, but it's really all just about like bragging rights, like. For yeah. most anything in Pokemon besides those events that actually had good giveaways, but you're just, you know, you just want to get on top, top cut, and then, you know, be prideful. That's mm-hmm. what you do. Exactly. Uh, but speaking of rewards, the next seven star raid was announced. So if you're looking for some flying Terra shards, the next one coming up might be of use to you. Spicer, you want to cover this one, please? God, yes. I want to. The next seven star raid has been announced and it will be everybody's favorite starter from generation seven, Decidueye, the flying terror type. It's funny because it's a bird and it has wings and it flies, but it's going to have balloons. Anyways, it's from March 17th to the 19th and it will repeat again for 24th to the 26th. You know, who doesn't love decidui it's it's an owl that shoots arrows um actually it's a flightless owl that is extinct are you throwing an owl though i i'm I'm throwing i'm throwing it out there you know is that why it's a ghost are you serious no yeah that is correct yeah you know you know what this is totally off topic but i learned why the ruinous are the ruinous and i gotta say pokemon puts in their work like on research. share with the class please okay so the ruinous are like they have chinese names because back in the day uh, in spain i guess like stole a bunch of treasures from uh china like ancient china like old relic treasures and that's why like you got chi yu wo chan ting lu chen pao and uh yeah they're supposed to be like those things and it's like that's a trip so it's like the broken sword, the scroll, uh, the bowl that's cracked, and then uh, whatever Chiyu is, you know. I learned that today, and I thought that was cool. Hey, this is just a quick editor's note. I was not able to confirm with 100% validity of ancient Chinese treasures being stolen by Spain. However, the Ruinous Quartet do have obvious inspirations from Chinese mythology, and the king referenced appears to be a combination of several tyrannical Chinese emperors. Also, in the 1500s, Spain was doing substantial trading with China and other countries, 
and the silks and precious metals imported from China were considered treasures. So that could explain why they exist in a region inspired by Spain and Portugal. If anybody else has any interesting information about this topic, please let us know. Thanks. But we're getting sidetracked. Uh, let's yeah. go on to these last two. Uh, Tony, if you could sort of combine these. We have some signups for people for some pretty big tournaments coming up on the horizon. Signups for EUIC will happen Thursday, March 9th. There will be three ways in which people can sign up and attend to the International Championship in London. And right after those signups will be Portland Regionals, where I will meet you there. Um, those will be on that will be open on March 14th. And this event will run May 6th and May 7th. All right. Signups on Pi Day. That's exciting. Wait, hold on. Portland's in May? I thought it was yeah. in June. No, according to schedule, at least. Yeah, it's, okay. Portland is May 6th and 7th. Uh, Fresno yeah. is in June. You're thinking of Fresno. And the EUIC will take place on April 14th and 16th. So that's also middle of next month, and we'll be using Regulation C. I'm hoping EUIC has a better show out than OCIC did. Oh, I'm uh, sure it will. It's way easier to get to EUIC, to get to London specifically, than to Melbourne. Isn't it weird, though? I was thinking about this the other day. Isn't it weird that there was Earth Regionals after the Oceania Internationals, and it was in the same country? It is weird that it comes after. For everybody going to these events, good luck, of course, both in your performance in the championship or the regional, but also just in signing up because sure, we can all see that uh, it's becoming you know, more difficult to sign up as people want to get their actual championship points to qualify for travel awards and whatnot for NAIC and Worlds coming up. In the not too distant future at this point. May the odds ever be in your favor or something like that. I promise Absolutely. I'll do better in Portland than I did in San Diego. I hope. You will, I'm sure. Because you get to be able to use Ting Lu. That's true. Ting Lu, my spirit animal, my moose bucket. It's the moose goat, you know. <laughs> I started calling mine Bullwinkle. I don't know how many young people are gonna understand that reference. Oh, but... Don't make me feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> now you just got to get a Pachi Risu and call it Rocky. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> Old man. Let's move on to the topic <laughs> at hand. So we have a couple things that we're going to get into. We're just going to briefly go over Perth Regionals as a whole. So we'll talk about the, the winner, the loser, what their teams look like, uh, some of the usage rates and whatnot. But I do want to look at some of the meta changes that we could potentially see moving forward. What I went through is all of the teams for the top, how far did I scroll? Top 32. And I picked out any of the interesting sets on more standard Pokemon, um, things that we're getting either, you know, multiple people were using or just seemed interesting. And I'd be curious on the two of you, your take on if you think that it's something to consider or not moving forward. And then at the end, we'll wrap up with some over-unders for Vancouver and some of the Pokemon that we might see in the top eight. So just to start, the winner 
of Perth Regionals was Taryn Birdie with a team of Great Tusk, Mousehold, Torkoal, Iron Bundle, Fluttermane, and Dragonite. They went 6-1 in Swiss, which is excellent. They defeated the undefeated in Swiss, Alistair Sandover, which was at 7-0. Their team was Garchomp, Amoongus, Arcanine, Screamtail, Fluttermane, and Dragonites. Two Dragonites in the top two. You like to see it? That representation for the Gen 1 pseudo. So we'll start off first with the with, with Terran's team. So a couple things that I noticed on here. Tailwind on Dragonite. It did still have Extreme Speed, Terra Blast, Ice Spinner, a Lumberry, which I believe, Spicer, you've been running recently, correct? Yes, I have. Yeah. And I like his Dragonite the same way I run mine. Even though I have Protect over Tailwind, mm-hmm. I think that Tailwind is like undervalued on Dragonite because it's just in that perfect speed uh, to be able to outspeed Bundle in Tailwind. Perfect. That is good. And of course, with the multi-scale, it's not really going down. And if you tear it into flying, you're removing that four times weakness to ice. Um, Iron Bundle with the standard freeze-dry hydro pump icy wind protect set with the terracate ice. That way, icy wind can really do some chunk damage. Great Tusk looking pretty pretty standard with focus sash and a friend guard mouse hold with your safety goggles, super fang, follow me whatnot the thing the other thing on here besides the tailwind on dragonite that i thought was interesting was a more support torkoal with citrus berry terratype grass overheat helping hand yawn and clear smog i like this a lot i know that this is something like this is something like a supportive set tony you were trying to make this work early on right Oh yeah, I, I was just thinking about that too. I was like, "Damn, I remember this!" Like mm-hmm. it was, I, I ran Heat Wave, Helping Hand, Yawn, and I think I did Stealth Rocks, um, and then it turned into Clear Smog, and then I gave up on Sun altogether. But I, yeah, it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see it come back because it's it you know Torkoal is still bulky, like regardless, it still has insane defense, and uh, just seeing it come back as like a support and then winning i'm just like oh like you know you have that moment it's like i didn't think of it first but i'm just saying i tried it <laughs> no it's cool though like I, I i think it's a really cool set um i've seen a few like overheat with a jack button or a jack pack cool um there's some of those uh, i do want to point out that the terra steel flutter main is like interesting i like that to too. me yes good call like and it's not like it's like Terra Blast, so it's like obviously a defensive typing, but it, it you know, because you're so used to everyone just going Terra Fairy, Fluttermane, and just trying to annihilate everyone just right off the bat. Um, also, I don't know, is Terra Ice normal? I think I'm just so used to seeing us run Terra Ghost on bundle. I mean, Ghost, Water, Ice, yeah. you see, you see a bit on bundle. I think ice is the most popular, actually. It's definitely it's definitely popping up a lot. I think you are right on that, Spicer, because it's like you remove, I don't know, the grass and the electric, which are common to attack bundle with. And ice isn't a great defensive typing, but the boost to icy wind, like that's that spread 
damage increase is fantastic. Plus the speed drop it makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I like I like Terrence team a lot. I think it's pretty neat. Um, I, I do like helping hand on Torkoal a lot. I was running that on a on a Sun team that I was running just because you know helping hand is just such great priority, so you don't have to worry about it. And then on Alistair's team, they ran Choice Specs Fluttermane, also with a Steel Terra type. Garchomp making a return with Clear Amulet. No setup in Sword Stance, so it's just Dragon Claw, Earthquake, Stomping Tantrum. Pinchberry Arcanine with the Mago Berry, the Terra type Water. Amoongus with the Citrus Berry and the Ghost Terra type instead of like a Water or a Dark that we started seeing. Booster Energy on Screen Tail with Terra type Grass. A more disruptive set with Dazzling Gleam, Disable, Encore, and Protect. So no, you know, Parasong. And then your Assault Vest Multiscale Dragonite. So a different Dragonite set, still very, very strong with the Terra Blast on the Terra type Flying. Extreme Speed, Ice Spinner, and Low Kick for just good fighting coverage. This team also, very cool. I, I like seeing Garchomp come back. What do you guys think about the Pinchberry on Arcanine instead of something like Safety Goggles? Uh, Pinchberry is great on Arcanine. I think it's yeah. uh, one of the classics for it. It definitely uh, is, but I think that with people trying to, you know, avoid Amoongus at all costs, that's something that I was the I was seeing the Safety Goggles with like Terratype Water for Dozo, but only having the Terratype Water, I feel like that's just Amoongus food. But it's probably got enough damage on there to be able to do some. Um, I feel like the safety goggles are more necessary if you don't have a grass type on your team that you can switch in. But he has his own Amoongus. True. Plus Terra Blast Flying is probably doing a chunk to Amoongus anyways. And Flare Blitz. He's also got a grass scream tail. I feel like nobody's afraid of fake out anymore. Just like everyone's like, oh, I accept I accept the fake out from Iron Hands now. Like seeing multi-scale pop up is like interesting to me it's just like oh he came back just like garchomp oh he came back and interestingly no no fake out on either of these teams there's no hands yeah nobody nobody got hands and not hands is officially bad now look at that (laughs) official it's just a belly drum hands took over and then everyone's like no we can't we can't bring this evil on the world Yeah. yeah speaking of third place we got hands yeah, so this was Mitch Kendrick. They had a fun team. This looks like the team that Wolfglick and Marcus were running last weekend, I believe, or two weekends ago, but over in Germany and then in Knoxville, I think. At least it, it seems that way because it's like Charm on Gothitelle, Trick on Choice Specs, Goldengo. It's the... It's the Flying Terra on Iron Bundle with Protect Icy Wind on Corn Freeze Dry, so no Hydro Pump. Booster Energy on Iron Jugulus for the Tailwind. Yeah, this is, yeah, that's it. So it's, it's, it seems to be a very good team considering it's coming first and third and top eight of major tournaments of recent. So if you're looking for a new team to check out in Series 2, maybe give this a shot. But yeah, other than that, anything else in the top eight jump out to you guys? Because I know that there's two Pokemon in particular that kind of stand out to me. 
Well, I'll I mean, let you go first, Tony, because I know that you're dying. You, do, you know I'm seven. dying to say this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I came to this episode for. Is just because I just saw it today. And it's number seven has Farigaraf. And <laughs> that makes round of applause. Round of <laughs> fucking applause. <laughs> they have a lot of spicy tech on this team, actually. You know, it's a trip though. It's like the Farigraph is almost it's so, it's a basic Farigraph. It's wild. That's what's wild to me. It's like it's hyper voice, psychic, trick room protect with safety goggles. I mean, I almost run that, except I put nasty plot on mine because I want my draft to be a jerk. You're wild for that. But I like the, it. I think the safety goggles is a great call. It helps a lot. Noodle Arms, the Grim Snarl. Yeah, the yeah. Grim Snarl is definitely definitely the spice on this team. Dude, I love his names, but yeah, the Grim. So for those that can't see it, it is Grim Snarl, but it's not your standard screams Grim Snarl. It's Covert Cloak, of course, still Prankster and Terror Type Ghost, with Assurance, Fake Out, Fake Tears, and Parting Shot. So it's going to be slower than some of the other heavy hitters on the team in Choice Specs Fluttermane and Assault Vest Great Tusk. And then once it is in Trick Room, it's going to go second behind the Torkoal and the Brute Bonnet. And then I'm not sure of the speed interaction between that and Perigraph, but it's in there somewhere. Of awesome. course, Fake Tears helps out great with the Fluttermane. Parting Shot is going to help you with anything. Fake Tears, of course, with the Torkoal as well, because that has... That's a more offensive Torkoal with Charcoal, Eruption, Earth Power, Heat Wave, Protect. So there's a lot going on that, that it can help out with. And it's funny because I usually see Grim Snarls like this do well in closed team sheet. But this clearly did well in open team sheet. I like how you can tell he really hates to get faked out. Because not only does he have Terra Ghost, but he's got a Covert Cloak. Yep. Yep. Not taking any chances. Also interesting, three fire terras on the team in Great Tusk, Torkoal, and Brute Bonnet. I dig it. Terra Steel Fluttermane is still there. Is this a thing? Is this just a thing we never knew about? It's definitely it's definitely here. Yeah. I mean we'll talk I about it later, but is this like popular in Australia? It's popular worldwide. What are you talking about? Or is this steel it immune to poison it doesn't need to be but it is this part's getting cut out anyways but shut That's up spicer no get it's back not your, it get won't back be in, <laughs> get back in your fucking las Everybody vegas alley about steel water made go back in your fucking las vegas alley i can't go back i'm in it so anyways terrifier <laughs> is fire i agree I, I think you know avoiding all those will-o'-wisps and Flare blitzes and whatnot is just a, a great idea in general. All right. So I think the theme with talking about some of those teams that we're looking at is just how interesting some of the decisions are that these trainers made in order to take some of these, you know, meta Pokemon and twist them just a little bit to fit the needs of the team or be a surprise for their opponents. So, what I did was I looked at the top 32 and identified some interesting items or move sets or just changes to the meta that I'm curious to get your guys' input on if you think that it's something 
significant moving forward. So basically, do you think it's here to stay or do you think it's just going to fade? We only have a couple more weeks of Regulation B or Series 2, but we'll see how much of it stays and what some of the next regionals may hold. So the first one, I saw it on a few Dragonites, Hailwind. So, of course, Protect is very popular, or you run the Assault Vest variant. But what do you guys think? Is Tailwind the next evolution for Dragonite for VGC? I could see it. I mean, you know, we need more Tailwind setters. Dragonite has been pulling its own weight. It could do so much more now. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be uh, rising up more. Um, I think that... All forms of Dragonite are good. You got your AV Dragonites, you got your Lumberry Dragonites with just a myriad of fourth move choices. And uh, I don't know if Tailwind is for everybody, but on some teams, it's great and uh, probably will rise a little bit in popularity. Yeah, that's what I'm what I'm thinking as well. It's like it, it needs to fit on the team, right? But I think that it's just so bulky that it's able to live almost any hit. So it's like, why not give it a shot? You know what, um, though? I, I just thought about it. If regula- if it's Regulation C, mm-hmm. maybe not. Like, not for Regulation C. Like, I think for for the rest of season- Series 2, but maybe not Regulation C now, now that I think about it. Just because you- everyone's going to be doing the same thing, right? They're going to be doing Extreme Speed. I think Terra Blast is still going to be... Th- I think Lum will be more popular like i know it's a toss-up between assault vest and lum and inner focus and multi-scale but i think probably multi-scale and uh lum that's my call okay well we're talking regulation c my call is that choice band becomes more popular with normal terra to abuse chin power yeah i think i agree on that that the ability on chin power is just so great with dragonite um, but yeah, I think that I think it could be something. I, I think it's it's great for especially that like mid game slash end game tailwind, you know, because everyone expects the turn one tailwind from something like Talonflame or Murkrow, but just like sort of like an end game or mid game trick room, when you can get like speed control after your opponent has already used their some of their resources. It can really turn the tide for you. So I think there's something there. The next one on here is something that has been around for a little bit and might be popping up in popularity is its own form of speed control in Choice Scarf Great Tusk. Now, Great Tusk has gone through quite a different, quite a quite a few different items that it's used. Assault Vest, Focus Sash, Choice Band, Life Orb. Choice Scarf is kind of a new one and it seems to be doing pretty well it's certainly ex- uh, surprising if nothing else what do you guys think scarf test might be here to stay scar like if if you think about it wh- what do you do with great test in general you only do like two things right you close combat or you headlong rush every once in a while you'll see an earthquake rock slide or ice spinner but definitely you're you're hitting the same move Mm-hmm. So it's like it almost makes sense. It's like why didn't why didn't someone do this earlier? It's just 
I, I think it's going to make a lot more sense in regulation C, especially because yeah, unless you get like tailwind up, I, 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 I really think it's just going to be, it's going to be the new standard just like sash was. I think it's pretty good, but that sash will be the standard still. Um, because it has paper thin special defense mm-hmm. and it's a tax lower its defenses. So it's made for sash. It, but scarf might get a little more popular. I think the reason that scarf is there is because especially on like the ladder, I guess it gives you the ability to get a knockout that people weren't necessarily expecting, you know? And so when you are when you are scarf now I don't necessarily know what some what the nature is on these but when you do go jolly max you're hitting 228 so and even if you are not max and you're just adamant 252 yeah you're hitting 208 point you're hitting 208 which I think is faster than non booster Flutter main and yeah, it's two iron points. bundle. So t- that is nice in and of itself. You know that without those having booster, if you're both in tailwind, you're going to be going faster. Which if you're able, you're getting one hit knockouts on both of those, which is pretty good. Okay, that's important to know. I like it, and I think it also makes sense because a lot of people do their speeds and they use tusk as a basis. He's mm-hmm. pretty meta warping. Uh, so surprising, you know, people with that seems good. Yeah. I think that I think it's I think it could be here, honestly. I mean, because it's not as fast as Scarf Garchomp, but it doesn't need to be because it's all about just like what else is in the meta. And there is just especially when you have something like Talonflame that just pairs so well with it. If you're able to get off that tailwind into earthquake and you're especially if you're you know matching tailwind or something like that i think there's something there i think you are right that it's built for focus sash but scarf is kind of nice too next one was the flutter main defensive terra types so we also we commented multiple times already on steel terra type on flutter main seeming to be one of the new choices that people are making it's not necessarily new it's been around for at least a couple weeks at this point i've also seen grass terra on flutter main to you know ignore spores and rage powders what do you guys think do you think that we're going to continue to see these more defensive or strategic terra types or is it just like fairy terra go burr type thing i think think personally i love fairy terra it's so strong. And I just like to do a lot of damage. But I do understand the validity and the viability of steel. If it's for regulation C, I think it's not going to be as popular still. I think it's going to be Fairy Terra Goper all day. Yeah, for Fairy, probably. It's Fluttermane is just so popular and meta-defining. That uh, it's always gonna be adjusted as people expect fairy. They'll be defensive instead, and then once people are defensive, it'll go back to fairy. Fluttermane is really quite an interesting case study on its evolution. You know, 
where it was like at first it's go as fast as possible. And then it was like, okay, maybe you don't need as much speed. And now people are legitimately running like no speed investment on it and just going like max defense, max HP. It's with it's with choice spec. It's it's wild how how it's changed its stat distribution for EPs. Yeah. Like Fluttermane, it 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 has the ability to do so. So it's like who who's gonna stop it? It's true. So we touched on it also with the Ferrigarath team, but Grimmsnarl without screens. So it's got a ton of status moves that you can run with it, whether it be, you know, Thunder Wave or Parting Shot, Fake Tears in Generation 8, or you saw a lot of Trick or Lagging, or, you know, Trick Lagging Tail or Eject Button. What do you guys think? I think personally, I'm more comfortable with the screen set, but if you can be really disruptive with Grimmsnarl and force your opponent to play around tons of stat drops and, you know, status moves and whatnot, that can be very, very beneficial for you as the person who's basically forcing them to play a certain way. Yeah, I think this is going to bring attention to the fact that it gets parting shot because everybody was putting it down for so long uh, that nobody was using it. Um, and it's a great pivot with fake out parting shot. It, I mean, that combination of moves is really powerful. I don't know who would have expected that. Honestly, I want to see the spread of this thing. Because like, like right now, I, I just really need to know, how does it live anything, right? Right. Like, like with, yeah, I It's like, oh, Fluttermane? Bye. But, it's like um, a hit and run. It is neat. And of course, we, we keep talking about Regulation C as well. I think that it can continue to be very good for the rest of uh, season two or regulation B. But for anybody interested in potentially using this in regulation C, just know a lot of the tricks that Grimmsnarl has won't work on those ruinous Pokemon. So something to keep in mind since they are all dark type. True. I feel like he used that parting shot Grim in the perfect window of time when people were using Roaring Moon less and just less dark types. Yep. Because, of course, as we always bring up, Fluttermane and Iron Bundle set the meta, and neither of them are dark types. And neither of them Terra into dark types on a routine basis. So it's pretty easy to drop their stats. And once you start doing that, their damage output drops immediately, tremendously. Uh, the next one here, maybe this isn't necessarily as big of a change, but I'm just so used to seeing safety goggles on Arcanine. I was actually kind of surprised to see as many Hinchberries. What do you guys like more? Hinchberry slash HP recovery berry like a citrus or safety goggles or AV or something like that on Arcanine? I'll be the... So... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'll, I'll have the unpopular opinion on this one. I like AV Arcanine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always been like one of my favorites. I I don't know if goggles will be pop like regulation C. You really need to. I I really don't know how many Amoongus and all that are running around, but I think 
pinch berries will be more popular. They used to be popular, right? Like that used to be the thing. And now it's just coming back. It's just circle. Yeah. Like I said, I think the safety goggles are great. If you don't have a grass type on your team, something that switches in on a spore and then also forces a Moongus to run away or protect or something. And if you do have a grass type, then you're safer to use a pinch berry to heal, which is nice when things are burned or snarled and you're just healing up. A lot of people are running morning sun lately and, uh, yeah, healing healing's always good. And the assault vest set I also think is always good. Yeah, I like I like assault vest as well. Especially since it gets so much utility out of a bunch of its moves, whether it's player blitz, snarl, play rough, crunch. Doesn't it get superpower or close combat or something like that? Extreme speed, of course. So it just has a ton of options that it can run. Another one that pairs really oh, well yeah. with Chen Pao moving forward. Yeah, it does get a close combat, my bad. Cool. Just cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. Uh, next one is Iron Hands. So, again, another one that we sort of referenced, but Swords Dance Iron Hands with Protect instead of Fake Out. Feels like Fake Out's fallen off a little bit. What do you guys think? I've seen a lot of Belly Drum. Like, I. I've seen sword dance and then I see belly drum and I see a lot more belly drum now. And I, I don't like swords dance a lot. I'm not going to lie. I do run fake out still, but I get the, I get the protect. Yeah. Like I, I can see Cause you, you always want drain punch and wild charge. And then it's like now, now it's gotten to the point where it's like, do you need fake out or does everyone just have something for it? Is everyone secretly covert cloaked, even though your OTS doesn't say that, but it's like, it's all, it's just like, people prep for it now like i don't know i think sword stance and belly drum are going to be the way i think uh people have been doing um citrus berry wild charge uh protect swords dance hands it's pretty popular no drain punch Yes, there's a drain punch. I felt like that wasn't necessary to say, but for you, drain punch. You know what? The the, I've seen a lot more thunder punch too. So it's like now I'm kind of like, is it going to be wild charge or thunder punch? Fair, yeah, those two. I think this wild charge is great with the heel berry, but yes, thunder punch is also great. I I agree. I think I like I like to run. uh, Swords Dance with Citrus Berry next to Screens, Grimmsnarl, and Missy Terrain. It just, it, it works very well. That thing could just set up on its own and just sweep and just be unkillable. And of course, the Belly Drum one uses Thunder Punch. Yes, yes. I don't know where it goes moving forward. It does kind of feel like, because of Covert Cloak, Ghost Terra, and just a lot of Ghost types in the meta in general, Fake Out's fallen off a little bit. So I can totally see why you may not necessarily need to run it on Iron Hands, but we'll see. I'm not I'm not saying it's dead yet because I think Assault Vest on Iron Hands is still very viable. And, oh, yeah. you know, what else are you going to put in that fourth slot? Except yeah. maybe like, you know, I've seen Earthquake, Rock Slide, High Horsepower, or not High Horsepower, Stomping Tantrum, I think it gets. So there's a bunch that you can run there. But an AV set, I think they got makes sense. But uh, yeah, if you were using like a setup with citrus berry or something, you don't need it. 
And this last one here. This one is probably one that moving into Regulation C might see a little bit more play. Support Torkoal. Not the, you know, Trick Room DPS, you know, high damage output, but Helping Hand, Clear Smog, Yawn, Stealth Rock, what have you, Will-O-Wisp. What do you guys think? Um, I think that... uh. A lot of damage Torkoal. It's just yesterday's news, man. No one's doing that. All right. Um, just playing now. I mean, it'll come <laughs> back as soon as people don't expect it. Um, right. but right. and it's gonna be on the ladder. Uh, but it's also like a fire type. And if you're doing hard trick room, trick room, you usually already have armor rouge on your team. That's somewhat awkward, but it's still really useful. So it's gonna keep topping. It'll still never go away, but. The support Torkoal, I like that it's kind of a comeback story because at first in Series 2, everybody thought that Torkoal was bad because you're like going to give your opponent's protosynthesis activated and, and and you know what? Taryn Birdie is going to tell you that it works and you are all wrong. <laughs> what about you, Tony? I know that you like support Torkoal. I, ju- I did like uh, support Torkoal. Um, but all, everyone, all my friends made fun of me. Thanks a lot, guys. No, um, <laughs> yeah, no. I think support Torkoal will be there. I think I think you'll see more of a mix, though. I don't think it's going to take over. Uh, I think I think Torkoal coming up in Regulation C, it, it might be hard to find. Yeah, it might be difficult to find in Regulation C because. Ting Lu kind of does really well against it, so who knows? You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But those were just some of the interesting, you know, different type uh, sets and moves and whatnot that I saw from Perth. So we'll see where they go and uh, what are some of the next evolutions of the meta. So the last bit here that we're just going to get into, we're going to cover Vancouver which is this upcoming weekend. So I have five over-unders of specific Pokemon that we think will appear in the top eight. I'm not doing the most represented paradox because in the top eight of Perth, there were three that were tied at four. So in order to avoid having that be the case, we'll just do individual Pokemon on a uh, one-to-one basis. So the first one here... I'll kick it to you, Spicer. Great Tusk, the number of them in the top eight. Over or under 2.5? I'm thinking over. Great Tusk over. is over. Right. It is. It is. It's great right now. I think for me, I'm going to go... Man, I, I want to go over because I like Great Tusk so much. But I'm going to go under. And you were over. Um, okay, next one is Arcanine. Number of Arcanine in the top eight. Over or under 3.5. So on the higher side. Ooh, that's tough. Putting my money on black. That's over. Okay, okay. I was surprised you didn't say put your money on red since it's literally a red dog. But regardless... <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to go over as well. I think it's just, it's great right now. 
and I think we're going to see a lot of it. Are we talking about Torquil still? <laughs> no, we are. We've moved on to the Vancouver over unders. How many great? <laughs> how many great <laughs> tusk do you think will be in the top eight over or under two point five? Are you asking me? I'm late. I am asking you. Yes. Over. Over. Okay. Uh, what about Arcanine in the top eight? Over or under three point five. So a little I on think the higher I, side. Under. Under. I think. I think. I think it's going to be two. Oof. Two. Two. They're oh going to be like. They're going to be like. This dude brought clear amulet Garchomp back. Who needs Arcanine? Okay, you know what? That would be that would be interesting. And that's the way the guard time comes back in. I'm for it. Um, we'll stick with you, Tony. You're on a roll. Number of mouse hole in the top eight. Seven. Over under 1.5. Seven. Seven. So I think you're going to go slightly over? I'm going to go slightly over. I mean, <laughs> you, you know what? I'm going to guess the moveset too, right? I'm, it's going to be, you know, this might sound wild. It's going to be Terra Ghost. You're looking to double your money. Okay. I'm double my money. It's going to be Terra Ghost. You're saying all seven are going to have this, this moveset. <laughs> all seven are okay. going to have this moveset. I will pull this one up because it's the same one as all of them, right? Okay. It's going Terra to be, Ghost. Holy shit. This one is not the same one. Don't look at Perth number They have, they have a flex move, Tony. They're, they have one flex move. It changes. Shut up. This is what it's going to be. Right, Terra Ghost, okay. the safety goggles, okay, Super Fang, follow me, okay. Ooh, this one's gonna be the tough one. Protect, okay. Ah, oh, shit. And uh, I'll go with Taunt. Taunt, alrighty, or maybe cool. Encore. No, no, maybe. you said Taunt. Taunt works. Oh shit, works. you locked it in, man. I locked uh, it in, and it's going to be. You know what? Seven. I'll give you. I'll give you an either or on that, on that fourth fourth slot. And oh, not we... baby doll eyes. No, no. <laughs> baby doll eyes was so fucking. What was it? OCIC. I like baby doll eyes. I think that's cool. We're in Perth now, and we're going to Vancouver next. We're going to Vancouver, and I'm just going to say seven mouse holes. Okay. Okay. I think your odds are like a hundred to one at least. Yeah, you're you're looking to get some serious money for this. You're right. 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 I'm going to go I'm over gonna... as well. I think the number is a little low at one point five. Whoever set this number is probably, you know, maybe not the best, but we'll uh, we'll go over for me as well. What do you think, Spicer? Uh, we're gonna get a mouse hold, and we're gonna get one tandem mouse. So there's gonna be exactly one point five. <laughs> They're just gonna adopt out one of the kids. It, it's Maybe it's neither like over children type thing. It's oh, neither wait. over or under. There's gonna be one point five mouse holds. How interesting do you want to make this? I'll put you down for a push. Two kids or one kid? Oh yeah, the three or the four. Oof. <laughs> I'm seeing more four because people want to pretend like they're not Jenning. <laughs> True. The, Jenning. The, I seem Jenning's to get a devil. lot of 
I seem to get a lot of three mouse holds in raids. I don't know about if you guys have noticed that either. It's because those are dirty Jenners that raid. That's true. I, I don't gen. What? Dirty why would, a, why would a Jenner do a raid ever? Uh, to say gen? that they did it. Genning is short for generating your Pokemon using a Discord or Twitch bot, just so everybody knows in Shinobi. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I've never heard of this. You make me sick. <laughs> you filthy cheater. Uh, I, don't, I don't do it. I just know what it is. Yeah, it's it's best to know what you don't want to do, right? It's just I, like you know. Tell me, yeah. tell me how to get there, so I so I know what to stay away from it. Yeah, where are these sites? You know. <laughs> yeah, just cut <laughs> so, that part out at the beginning when I was like, uh, the Jennings servers were down. Just cut that out now. Well, no, you were just letting people know. That, oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, tell you me you, you went through methodically to or uh, systematically to figure out which ones were still were still up and which ones were still down. That way you can yeah stay. I'm away. a, I'm a child you. of God. I'm a child of Arceus. I don't gen at all. And the next one, uh, number of Palafin, the top eight, over under 1.5. Spicer, what about you? Uh, one under, it's going to win. Okay, because <laughs> that's what happens. I, I think the Palafin. odds are actually against me there. I don't know, because uh, like looking, looking at Perth, just looking at Perth right now, Number six is the only one with the palafin, and it did not win. It was by it was Owen. Number six. It was. <laughs> That's why yeah, it didn't and, win. and yet still, and yet still, <laughs> statistically, there's more palafins that win when there's one in the top eight. Hold on, hold on. Owen butt gag. Buddhist. Yes. Why? <laughs> so, 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 how many palafin do you think is going to be in it, uh, Tony? Um, I think one. Okay, think you're one. gonna go. You're gonna go under, and I'm yeah. gonna stick with you um, as well for for the for the Torkel bet over or under 0.5. Do you think that there's going to be at least one Torkel in the top eight of Vancouver? I'm going to say over. Okay. Spicer, what about you? I'm going to say under because people are too scared to run Torkoal. I'm going under as well. I I think it's it's the fear for sure. But I think that, I don't know. I think that that was just a good call for Perth, you know. Plus, it's like really hot down in Australia, whereas Vancouver's cold. Torkoal doesn't do well. <laughs> Probably going to see snow. At least one Obama, Obama snow. snow. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a hail team and just no, snow, snow teams. Hail doesn't oh, yeah. exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Hail's not a thing. Hail's stupid. <laughs> Nobody liked it. Um, I, I think I think there will be a couple Torkoals. Look at Perth. Okay. I'm just going to say Perth. You know? <laughs> I'm just going to keep repeating Perth and everyone's going to know. Yeah, and, and some at least five people will Google where Perth is because I had to. Because I was like, "Where the where the fuck is Perth?" <laughs> so where is it? Where what's your what's your Google search find? Australia. I can't do an Australian accent. It's it's probably for the best. I'm not even going to try it, but Australia. 
I was trying to find a way to say Australia is stupid, but I can't. I think you're doing a great job. Um, That's not a knife. (laughs) So, yes, that is the show, the episode, episode number 14. Um, Covered a lot what we think is going to be happening with the rest of Regulation B or Series 2. Tune in next week to see just what happened with Vancouver and how these all played out. Before we say goodbye, I want to say a shout out to one of our co-hosts who is actually going to Sempra and hopefully you win so then you could come on this podcast and let everyone know how you won. And then we could say that we had a regional champion on the podcast. All right. Yeah, yeah that would be good. Good luck. Yo, Sempra. Sempra, he's going to win. He, he's, got, a he's like a legacy. Mm-hmm. He was born to Mon. <laughs> That's true. You know, he he walked in and he put on that uh, Leon hat. He's just like, I'm going to fuck people up. I'm going to ruin children's dreams. Yeah, you guys don't even know yet. This guy, he wins all our local tournaments, right? He's won it like three times. And we have like 100-man tournaments. And this is the first time he's been to a regional. So he's going to take the cake. He, He was on our podcast at one time. He almost was on this episode, but he couldn't make it. And, uh, yeah, you're all screwed. Yeah, no, Semper's a monster. So, shout out to the future champ. Agreed. Yeah, and he's only be good because of our trainer school. We trained him. That's true. That's true. He was, he was, a, he was a day one member. So. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I think it was like Spicer, Swamp, Sempra, and Mezzi. We're like the first four. Well, on that note, thank you both very much for coming on. Spicer? Good night, and God bless Canada. And Tony? Owen Boudigay. <laughs> Good job. Very close. Hasta la fuego. Hasta la fuego. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Class dismissed.